Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. Hawks beat the Panthers 5-2. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We're all here. Steven's here. Stacy's here. Everybody's here uh, after our awesome takeover at the United Center. Uh, thanks to all of our friends out in Denver for getting that going. To Jake here for also helping us do it. It was great. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But the Hawks beat the Florida Panthers 5-2 at the yeah. UC. What a fun night, fellas. Ton of fun. I uh, had a lot of fun with everyone uh, at the, the takeover event. Uh, and then we were treated to a, a very entertaining game. Uh, Blackhawks are 2-0 and when CHGO holds a takeover event at the United Center. So, you know, 41 home games, 41 takeovers. I, I think that's, a, that's something that can be, uh, can be managed yeah. by the team. Should just, CHGO should have its own suite. Absolutely. For every game. I'm yeah. done with that. But we just, we raffle off. Yeah. Me. I, th- I think I mean, that we're, we're, we're technically <laughs> in a suite every night. It's, it's true. Pretty, pretty we get the Mark Bergevin infested uh, gummy yeah, bears. We, yes. We yeah. We're, how were the gummy bears tonight? Were they any, I violated? Go, I would not go anywhere near them. I I, hope once not. I saw Bergevin, I was like, nope, no gummy bears tonight. <laughs> I'm only eating wrapped food. <laughs> All right. So uh, yes. first off, apologies for the delay, but I think you understand as we made our way back from the UC. Uh, secondly, apologies because the three of us are a little bit slap happy right now. They so won 5 2. This one could go off this the rails a, a little bit. But make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and make sure you are subscribed or following or whatever your favorite app calls for. And turn on those notifications so you know as soon as new episodes drop, that goes for YouTube and for the podcast as well. Uh, the first period was tremendous. I mean, the most fun I've had watching the Hawks in a long time. Yeah. And they end the period up three, nothing. And what I loved about this game is that they had a level of focus from jump Mm -hmm. to come out of this game completely ready to go completely. Everyone, you know, everyone is working on the same game plan. Everyone was, you know, positionally sound. They were up, what, six, seven, nothing in shots on goal in the yeah. first period. They were taking it to the Panthers in the first. Now, we're going to get to the second and third as the show goes on. But you can see what this team can do when everyone is trusting each other, right? Yeah. This is what Luke talked about the other day with the Athanasiu play, where he looked over his shoulder and saw three bad options and decided to go with the one he thought was best instead of just sticking with his man and trusting his teammates. This game, especially in the first period, every Hawk was doing exactly what they were supposed to do, and Florida had no answer for it. Yeah, I mean, we we heard throughout the week since Monday how much the team wanted to respond from the performance against the, the Arizona Coyotes. You heard it this morning uh, from a couple of the players, from Luke Richardson himself, about trying to get that bad taste out of their mouth from from the game on Monday and they absolutely came out ready to play from the jump uh you get the snowball of goals in the first period and it just it's kind of that we've been waiting for that kind of game where like everything starts to go their way and we thought Monday might have been the opportunity for that to happen and it started off great 30 yeah. seconds in Connor Bedard scores you're feeling good um <laughs> the and then not so good and then yeah the re- the the other 59 and a half minutes not so great but tonight's game you get off to a hot start and not only was it one nothing it was two it was three you built off it you didn't let up off the uh off the gas pedal until later in the game 
Um, but you were able to to have that great start, to have the, the, the snowball of good things happen. And I think that this is a team that was needing something like that. We've seen short stretches of that play, mm-hmm. times where they've come out to, to leads, been able to hold on to leads, you know, win some games against teams they weren't expecting to beat. But in a game like this where, you know, it, it's the first night of two tough back-to-backs, you know, even at home, it's the Panthers, it's the Devils, like two tough teams um, to come out to the start that they have tonight and then be able to hold on to it and and have a pretty sustainable effort for 60 minutes. Uh, that's a performance they needed. Yeah, they uh, they had their worst game of the year by far, Monday. Yeah. yeah. And they respond to that with their best period of the season. After the first period, yeah. yeah. Peter Morazic bailed their asses out. So did a crossbar. And they just missed another one towards the end there to just trickled yeah. wide. But we were right behind that, too. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, I don't know. That's going I, in. Oh, God. I still have no <laughs> idea how Barkoff missed that shot he hit off the crossbar. Very like, close. I was like, uh, I was ready to type, you know, 4 3 or 4 2, whatever it was at the time. Uh, I, th- I thought it was tipped by a, by a stick, but it actually hit the crossbar. Yeah. But yeah, a, an amazing first period. I don't think Luke Richardson could have asked for a better response to, to that shelling they got in Arizona. Yeah. They, they listen. They took it to the reigning Eastern Conference champions for twenty minutes. Yeah, and it was enough to get a win. Um, then they got dominated for forty minutes against the uh, defending Eastern Conference yeah. champions and still won a game. So you take that. That's a victory. Like it, you play good enough to beat them, and then good enough to uh, to hold on. They had a couple chances in that second period. Kershaw had that two on one. Should have shot it. Instead, he waited to pass to Bedard. It wasn't there. Luke Richardson said it in his press conference. It's like, anytime you're on a two-on-one and you have to slow down to make the pass, the pass isn't there. Shoot the puck. Right, yep. yeah. Uh, and then they had the Taylor Hall, my guy, and uh, Tyler Johnson had uh, a two-on-one that Johnson you know, just missed, too. So there yeah. were some chances there in the second, but... Well, and they scored. Yeah, they had the goal, scored. thanks to... That was uh, huge. Yeah, that, that thanks to the, the Panthers turnover and everybody kind of just like looking at it. And then, you know, <laughs> Connor Bedard's like, okay, I guess I'm going to go. Speaking of that goal, I don't know if you guys caught it where you guys were, but the coolest thing was he gets the puck, the crowd kind of rises. Yeah, like, oh, that's Bedard. He's yep. got it. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into the zone, and while he's waiting to shoot, dead silence. Yep. Like it mm-hmm. was just like people were just waiting, like, oh. <gasps> Boom! And then that, then the, that wave. Yep, of, yep, it was like it was it was pretty cool to to see that and and, and feel that from yeah. the press box. Um, but you know, there are lots of positives to take out. I'm sure we'll get into these things. But uh, Lucas Reichel, first point. Hey. Yes, looked on his, whose goal? His best his best game on Nikita freaking Zaitsev. <laughs> Just as we all thought. Yes, Nikita Zaitsev. By the way. He had a wonderful game. But yeah, great game. Yeah. He also has only he has one fewer goal than Eric Carlson does this season. <laughs> <laughs> there you Suck go. Suck on that, Penguins. Yeah. Well, wait till the end of the night. I'm sure Eric Carlson will get I a goal. I just checked. There was 7-1. He does yeah. not have a goal. God, well, speaking sharks. of uh, Nikita Zaitsev, he is one of the candidates for our four-star of the game, as voted by you, the CHGO audience. Our three options are Peter Mrazek, 
Nick Foligno and Nikita Zaitsev, the three stars of the game, number three with three points, including the empty net goal was Philip Kurashev, your number two star with a goal, two shots on goal, a block shot, and a hell of a block shot. Uh, he get left. I thought he was going to go down a tunnel uh, in two penalty minutes in 16-19. That was Connor Bedard. And your number one star, fantastic game for Taylor Hall. A goal, three shots on goal, another shot attempt, a takeaway, uh, fifteen forty four of ice time. That is the best he has looked all year. Yeah, in this game. Now we'll see how he looks tomorrow against the Devils. Back to back games coming off an injury. Yeah, but we didn't. You know, he got hurt early in that Boston game. We didn't get to see a ton of Taylor Hall healthy. He was a possession driver today. When he had the puck, he carried it. When he didn't have the puck, he took it. Mm-hmm. He played a great game, and I think is certainly worthy of the number one star. So there's your three stars. Our four star options again. Peter Mrazek, who was outstanding, yep. Nick Felino, and Nikita Zaitsev. So get your votes in. We'll tell you the winner at the end of the show. How the F was Peter Mrazek not one of the three stars? I don't know. Well, I think That's... there is a temptation by the Blackhawks that anytime Connor Bedard does anything, he's going to get a star, so they get the pop sure. after the game. Sure. Okay. But Mrazek, but... I think maybe when a second goal went in, he lost that a little bit. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. They don't, they, you could yeah. argue they don't win this game without him. They don't. Because they the last they 40 minutes, don't. They the last 40 don't. minutes, they just were yeah. kicking you in the nuts repeatedly. Yeah, he was He was the only reason for at least the back half of the game that it was that, that the Blackhawks were able to hold on to a multi-goal lead. In the second period, the Hawks had 10 shot attempts. The Panthers had 36. Jeez. In the third period, yeah. the Hawks had seven. The uh, Panthers had 14. Yeah. Final totals for the game. The Hawks had 35 shot attempts to the 64 yeah. for the Panthers. They uh, they blitzed them in the first period, and they made the most of it. And then Mrazek had to stand on his head for most of the second and third periods to get through the game. And, yeah, he should have definitely been deserving of one of the three stars. I would like. I, I would venture a guess that he's going to be our fourth star tonight. Yeah, that's. I would think so. Yeah. Easy one. And Even it, though it, you know Nikita Zaitsev might not ever get another chance to yeah, win, so that's often. How do you take him out of the lineup now? You don't. Well, the other part of it too <laughs> is I think that you could argue too that Wyatt Kaiser had a really good game too. Two highest in playing Corsi on fours. his proper side. The two highest players at, on Corsi four percentage five on five were Wyatt Kaiser and Nikita Zaitsev. Yep. Of course they were. No one would have predicted that at the start of the game. Nobody would have. So good for both of them. You're not splitting up that pair tomorrow. So Vlaxic's got to come in. Who do you, you know, is it, is it, I mean, it's probably Tenorti going to come out then. Probably. And you put Vlasic, you know. Black uh, back with Murphy. Or, or with, put him back with Joan, however you want to do it. Um, Jared Tenorti made me nervous because he had a wide open look in the third period. Early third period, and it, and it was saved, and I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. If Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev score in the same game, I'm going to the nearest church and lighting J- a candle. Jay, we were joking. Jay <laughs> like, said in the, the, in the stadium, yeah. yeah. Like, if it's, Plus it's one million. It's not an option because it would put any sports book out of business because yeah. it's the highest odds ever. <laughs> That's a bet you put a dollar on every game just in case. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just in case. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God. It's going to be like in the Batman movie where the stadium just like crumbles into the... <laughs> into the this is not going to be good for business. I wanna, this I wanna, should never happen. I want to make this mention of, of Mrazic because I think he deserves the, the attention. These are his one, two, three, four, five, six starts this season. Uh, 
41, uh, 39 saves on 41 shots, 33 saves on 36 shots, 37 saves on 41 shots, 40 saves on 43, 18 on 21, and 38 saves on 40 shots tonight. The 18 on 21 was also coming in midway through the second period. No, 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 no. That was the... Oh, that was... That okay. was the Arizona one, he made 10 saves on 11 shots. Okay. No, the, the, the 18 on 21 was the Vegas, Vegas OT game, win. Yeah. So... Outside of the Vegas game, which he still got the win in overtime, he's had an above 900 save percentage in each one of his appearances this year. Like, that's pretty darn good. And, and we talked about it coming into this season. If out of Mrazek and or Arvid Soderbloom this season, if you got at least league average goaltending, this is a Blackhawks team that can hang in some games that sometimes they don't deserve to hang into. And I would say... For about 35 minutes of this game, they were the lesser of the two teams. And Mrazek was the guy that kept them in this game. So, you know, as, as much as we've, you know, kind of joked about him through last season and this offseason, like he has had a really good start to this season. So I think that that deserves some attention. Definitely. Uh, we're going to hear from Luke Richardson in a minute here. I also heard uh, as I was stuck in traffic doesn't usually happen when we're at games because we leave during the second intermission. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mackenzie Outwistle on a postgame show who had an interesting comment. Uh, but shout out to Cami who mentioned us in the chat. Cami was working at Fifth Third Arena uh, oh, guarding sweet. the Mexican food. And as we got in our spot line, <laughs> she's like, hey, I love your guys' show. We're like, oh, sweet. Great. Nice to meet you, Cami. So we met Cami during training camp, too, I believe. Oh, she, it might have been, yeah. I, I believe. That can't be that many like people at Fifth Third that actually listen to us. So uh, who name knows? Cammy. My guy's name Cammy, so I'm guessing it's her. Yeah, <laughs> who so. knows? Well, thank you. We're, we're going to get to your your super chats as well. But first, we want to welcome our newest sponsor, Midtown Athletic Club. They've got four Chicagoland locations, Palatine and nor Northwest Burb, so you guys don't have to complain about going there. Bannockburn on the North Shore, <laughs> Willowbrook in the Southwest <laughs> Suburbs, that one's for me, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. I'm not allowed there. Not handsome enough. Midtown Palatine has just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club. It'll be complete in early 2024, and our listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. So if you're looking for a new place to work out in the Palatine area, uh, Midtown is where you're going to want to go. It is an ultra premium spot to, mm -hmm. spot to work out at. It is the nicest fitness club I've seen uh, there's lots of nice gyms around Chicagoland, but there's a reason that Midtown is the one that everyone talks about as the best and the coolest. They've got a, awesome features there as well. They've got uh, yoga. They've got boxing, spin, and cycling. Go find yourself a spin cycle. Uh, Cross-training the theater for their group exercise, and they got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor-outdoor tennis. Pickleball, that's the new rage these days, I'm told. Sounds like a place for karm. It really does. I'll bet Carm. I'll, I would. I would almost guarantee that Carm is a member here. I guarantee yeah. you, that's how we got this. <laughs> <laughs> this team yes, uh, they have a uh, paddle tennis, a uh, USTA professional quality all the way. Head over to midtown.com/chgo to tour Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Again, midtown.com/chgo. Set up a tour. Go see what they have to offer. Yeah. Lots of great places to work out, but you want to be at the best. You want to. Make your health the best. You want to do it there. Midtown.com slash CHGO and schedule a tour. You know what the coolest thing they have is? What? They have a golf simulator in there. Hey, oh. That's cool. That is the, the 
most incredible thing I've ever seen at a gym. Steven, you should it's be on time. this side doing the Jay, you want to switch spots? Yeah, you're the one, <laughs> you're you're the one that people would actually believe. You know, yes. take the sweater off, show the guns off. They'd believe you go to Midtown. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to drive by. That place looks reasons. nice. Oh, look, a drive-thru. They have a restaurant there. They have, like, they have food. chia seeds and stuff. No, no, no. There's, like, good taste. They got food. chicken tendies. Maybe, like, grilled chicken tendies. If you order off the kids' I'll menu. bring my own breading. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just uh, sprinkle this do, on do the, Mario's <laughs> like, this is perfect for does, me. Does, You're does, like, that's yeah. not good for me. Does the food court have anything dinosaur-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to want to do is go to the frozen section of the jewels. The jewels. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Hey, if you were going to place a bet on that uh, Jared Tenorti, Nikita Zaitsev, anytime goal-scoring parlay, you know where you would have got the best odds and won more money? Circa. Circa Sportsbook. Yep. They are tight money line splits, low hold models. Games will strive to have a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike those other sports books that like to rip you off, which may use a minus 115 or a 120 <laughs> split. Jerks. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures, golf tournaments, etc., especially compared to those competing books. Circa does not limit players based on their winning either. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do Win it, limit winning players. I, I'm never going to have that problem, but that's okay. <laughs> it's nice to know it's there in case I get on a hot streak. They encourage bettors to download and explore all sports. The betting app has available and compare lines from each sports book. And the thing that puts Circa over the top is their customer service. They have real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike those other books that use dreaded chatbots chatbots Mm-mm. suck they're no the worst chatbots. No, get out of here no all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main circus sports book at circa resort and casino in las vegas so download the circus sports illinois app at circusports.com slash illinois dash app that's www.circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events and watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know have may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right, so uh, let's talk so about these super here. chats real quick so we don't lose track of them. Yeah, we got a huge one we have to acknowledge. Thanks to Steven, who is out there yeah. with us today. Great to meet Steven. $150. He says, guys, what a great event. Really nice to meet you. You do such a great job. I asked Mario after Zaitsev's performance, who are you going to get on <laughs> this week? Yeah, I said, who are, we, who are we going to rag on for a week so they score in their next game? Lucas Reichel. Perfect. Wait, we've done that already. Yeah. We're going to get to him because I know Luke Richardson mentioned him specifically. He did. Uh, we've got Young Dinglegod on brand as always. Says maybe we'll re-sign Kaner before the show starts. <laughs> we'll have plenty to talk about. Gives us his dollars he does all the time. Appreciate it. And Kazmir Kanabraki uh, says with a 220 super chat, plus three tonight uh, with a goal in 13 minutes. Guess who? Yep, that's Nikita Zaitsev. All-star Nikita Zaitsev. see what you did there with the 220. Yeah, Nicely done. pretty good. We had another one uh, as well from uh, Kylie. Uh, sent in, says, thanks guys for always being here after games. I'm a season ticket holder that lives in Milwaukee, so I love listening to y'all on the ride home. Thank you, Kylie, from a fellow Wisconsinite. It's Algonquin for the good land. It is. Get home safely, Kylie. Uh, Home state to the two best college hockey programs in the country. Anyways, Blackhawks. I didn't know Boston was in Milwaukee. Um, (laughs) Or Denver. Um, Post-game show. I was listening on the way in. And Mackenzie at Whistle, Sky Point, (laughs) to his family, thoughts and prayers. Um, He was on with Troy and Joe Brand. 
And uh, one thing you said that stood out to me was we have to learn to play with a lead. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because it's something they haven't really had much of an opportunity to do this year. There were a few games, but that's true. Like, for those of you that have followed, uh, like, fancy stats for a long time, there's something called score effects. And any time a team is down, they're going to start coming at you harder to try to get in the game, to try to even the score, to score more goals, all those sort of things. And Ice tilt. You have to learn how to absorb that. And I said to Mario... During the third period, like it really looks like this, the Hawks are trying to not lose this game. They're very passive. I almost feel like Florida scoring that second goal was almost a good thing because it caused the Hawks to be a little more aggressive defensively and try to at least move the puck. They were so content to ice the puck up five, up four one, and like you get why, right? Of course, like we got a three goal lead. It's third period. Let's protect this thing. But damn, like. They were so passive to start the third. I almost felt like that goal from Kachuk uh, was a good thing because it, it kind of got them woken up a little bit and said, all right, now we're kind of up against it and we've got to push back a little bit. Yeah, uh, Luke Richardson said during his post game that like, he loved the first period. Second period, it got sloppy. Third period was not great, but he did say at the end of the game that grit and uh, came back. Like They really started. They started laying out. They started, you know, fighting harder in board battles, not giving up position on the ice as easily. Uh, they had to hold on there. But, I mean, even when they were up 4 nothing, uh, in, first intermission was 3 nothing. I was like, there's no way it's going to be this easy tonight. No. There's just no, no way. No like, and they, they knew good. that too, I think. Florida's too good. The talent gap that we talk about almost every game is, is still quite large. And you just knew Florida wasn't just going to lay down and – you know they were f- they were super fortunate to be up four nothing after that second period. It could have very mm-hmm. easily been three three. Um, so yeah, they 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 hung on there at the end. Like it it got hairy there for sure. But that's a, that's an interesting point by uh, our guy McKenzie. But got to learn how to play with a lead. But Jay, you're 100 percent right. How many times have they been? <laughs> outside of that Toronto game in that twenty eight seconds? Remember well, that? Yeah, so yeah, that time. twenty the, the good fun <laughs> few seconds and like they haven't had that. Well, I, mean, I was I was looking at it the the Pittsburgh game they scored the eventual game winner like four and a half minutes left in the third yeah. period. The Toronto game they had basically a half a game of holding on to the lead and they you know extended it uh, throughout the game. The Arizona game that that one nothing yeah. lead lasted about. A minute, maybe. They scored first in the home game against Vegas, but that didn't last long. Yeah, and their other win was an OT win, so they right. didn't. I mean, which they had a lead in the third period and couldn't hold. Right. So yeah, the getting getting out to a multi goal lead and being able to play with that and learn how to do that—that's something that this specific group hasn't had a lot of time to do. Yeah. It's early in the season, but still, like you know, you get to ten games in, you'd you'd hope to. No matter what team you are, you'd hope to have a few games where you're playing with the lead and, and, and getting that experience. But the more experience they get with that and the more times they come away with successfully holding on to leads, whether it's by building on goals or by, you know, packing packing in the house and protecting a lead, whether whatever way you do it, the more times you do it success successfully, the more confidence you can build. And I think that that's one team one thing that this team can do is build upon these kinds of performances. And yeah, it didn't look great for the second half of the game, but you still come away with a win. Yeah. 
Well, that's what the really great teams do. When they get out to a lead, they don't stop. They keep doing what they did to get that lead. They don't just say, all right, that was a good first period. We're up three. Let's just dump and chase the rest of the night and hope they don't score. They go, screw it. Let's go get six. Let's look at look right, Colorado yeah. did against the Black. They don't let teams back in. And A, you have to be a very talented team, and you, and you have to be more of a veteran team. Hopefully a few more games like this, mm-hmm. and they learn and say, hey, remember what happened in the Florida game? We almost gave that up. Like, we can't get passive here. Do what we did that got us the lead. All right, we've got uh, 320 people watching, and we have 180 likes. Something's not right there. I'm no math major, but that don't check. Smash that like button for us. You don't know how helpful that is uh, for our uh, awareness, for our numbers, for all the things we need to grow ourselves as a podcast and grow ourselves as a brand. Please get in the habit of every time you're in a YouTube video, really for anyone, uh, to smash that like button, but especially for all the CHGO shows. Do we want to hear from Luke right now? Smash the like button for this table that we finally get to use. That's right. We get the pound table. Should we hear from Luke? Yes. Sure. All right. Here's uh, Luke Richardson about what? Half hour ago. Our block of shot and pick back. What part of you is... Happy? What part of you is wincing? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, he was just in that awkward spot, like 10 feet away, where it's going to probably hurt a little more. But you know what? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, did all the right things. He stayed in the lane, and that's a big, uh, you know, really lifted our bench like, to see the young guy do that. And, you know, it just kind of solidified a solid game by him, you know, scoring a really nice goal to give us a little extra cushion going into the third, but also, you know, being in the right spot in the D zone uh, to do that. So, uh, uh, I didn't see him after the game with a nice bag, so hopefully he's good. What worked so well in the first period? Uh, just our, our jump. I thought we, we talked about it. We said, let's not worry about tomorrow. We'll worry about do all all business today. Let's get the job done. And I thought uh, it really matched that excitement in the national anthem and the start of this uh, um, game in the building with our home fans. And uh, we haven't been here that much yet this year. So uh, I think we really took... Uh, you know, a couple of good days rest, hard practices, refocused after last game, and uh, played a really solid first period. And, and you know what? I think we got sloppy in the second period, but then they found a way in the third just to block shots and, and grind it out and uh, correct a few things, enough things to uh, get the job done. Obviously, great goaltending as well. The Darby has had his feisty moments tonight, too. He got engaged a couple of times. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I thought, uh, you know, Kurczynski had a great game, too. And I thought Kaiser was in, into the, the right into the mix uh, battle and right to the end. And, and it's good to see. They're, they're obviously feeling comfortable comfortable at this level in this league to uh, to battle with the men that they're playing against. And I think that shows maturity. And uh, they're all in with the team. It's not just about the flash. It's about... Uh, a little bit of the uh, sometimes rolling cups up and get into it and get that win. Sometimes it's a little dirty. Are you encouraged by the early bounce back wins you've had this year, whether it was Montreal, Boston, Arizona? And what does that do for some of the young guys to make sure they're channeling that energy the right way? It is. Uh, now I want to see it go the other way. I would like to see us to build momentum off of the win, not, not react. Uh, uh, just after a, a tough loss, I want to see us react after uh, a good win or even a tough win, and, and make sure that we um, try and you know extend that and, and keep those highs on, on a little bit longer. Than, and I think we've done a good job, like you said, on the lows to keep them short. But I, I'd like to see us uh, extend the long, the, the highs, and, and that's where we got to grow some uh, you know a little bit of maturity in our team. Uh, you know, not just young guys, like all, all of us together as a group to. Uh, to, to be consistent in this league is hard, and I think uh, you got to push through that and find it somehow. 
Do you know what uh, Harry was John with Stolars about? Uh, he just wanted to go pick a stick up, and I think he kind of stood his way to give a shove. So Harry said, I shoved him back. And he punched me, and I punched him back. And it was like a schoolyard kind of uh, uh, antics. I just heard him telling someone else about it. So you know he's not going to take anything, and he's probably stirring it up at the same time under his breath out there. So um, that's good. You know, that's what he does best. He gets under the other team's skin, and, uh, and he can play his game by doing looked like Reichel was more confident tonight. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the wing. I think he just, you know, he decided like he was dominant and he really skated with the puck and, and took it to the net. And, uh, even on, on Zaitsev's goal, I think, you know, he had a really good uh, line rush there. And then Kirsch picks up the, the puck and made a really nice play and, and it was a nice shot. But uh, he did it a couple times tonight. And, you know, in the third period, the most impressive thing was his wall work with his stick uh, to get pucks out. Uh, at the blue line just by the penalty box and, and that goes a, a big way that lifts the bench up because he's doing the right things and um, you know when it was time to skate he skated and when it was time to battle he battled so I really liked his game tonight. With Barazic, he's faced a lot of shots so far. Is this encouraging just him being healthy and strong and starting year off like yeah, this? Yeah, and I think you know at times you know we had a couple big blocks but uh, you know when we needed him he was he's been great all year and uh, you know I think you know, just keeping it smart, you know, so he's going to probably play tomorrow and, uh, you know, he had lots of work tonight, so he'll get a, a, a day tomorrow to rest, hopefully, and uh, the next day as well, so uh, I think that's probably smart with both both of them, especially Peter with, you know, his history, and uh, I think it's keeping him strong by doing that. Not to bring up a negative I think the start, the start, and then the grid at the end. So I think you need both. I think you need a, you know, we had a fast start, and we, uh, I thought we uh, really skated well and took it to them in the first. But uh, they, they're a great team. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals for a reason, and I thought we, uh, you know, found our game in the third enough to to make the right plays in the strong areas. And Peter did some good goaltending as well with a few big blocks at the end. So I like the grid at the end, but I, I liked how. Uh, our determination, um, you know, using the energy in this building uh, to start the game. Did you think about calling a timeout um, after the second goal in the third? No, uh, no, I just always take a few minutes just to look to make sure there was no interference in the goal because these guys are a big team and they play around the crease well, and there wasn't. So, uh, you know, I thought uh, the guys were saying the right things, uh, buckle down, uh, you know, don't panic, just do the right thing. So I really didn't have to say too much, and uh, I think that's a sign of a uh, you know, good leadership, and I've seen it all year, so that's that was good. Do you think one of the things a young team has to do is when it's up four to nothing to continue to press the, you know, to get the, put the kills shots down? Or? Yeah, no, for sure. I thought we had, like, I think Koshi had that two on one with Connor and he tried to slide it through to Connor. I think that when you have to slow down on a two on one and stick handle it, I think that that makes your decision automatic. That's a shot. Like, uh, the, the pass isn't there, don't force it. Um, we had a really nice chance with uh, Taylor and Tyler Johnson, and uh, it just just missed. So we had opportunities. I think we had some really high-end opportunities in the second, but we just gave them too many easy ones by not getting pucks out of our zone. Uh, maybe losing a man on the on the line rush against, and then too much diesel time, so you get tired. So that you know, that was it was a little frustrating. It seems like sometimes that becomes contagious. When, line does it we talk about it on the bench and the other line knows it but and says it on the bench but then they're trying to make the right play and then it becomes a turnover and it uh, just seems like it, it multiplies so you know that's where we have to snap out of it quicker uh, tonight was just a little too long in that area and with good goaltending and some good bounces we stayed ahead of them in the second period 
Paul Maurice was saying you got to be really careful with your transition game. How much was that a factor, and did they make adjustments to it? Yeah, I think they switched their lines up, uh, but we pretty much kept our matchups with, uh, you know, Barkov and, um, you know, the Lindell line as well. But, you know, I think, you know, I mean, for us, I think uh, we talked about them. Like, they're, they're an opportunistic team. They, they will stretch and kind of flip pucks over ahead, and they did it quite a bit in the, in the playoffs last year. It worked well for them. And uh, if we turn the pucks over in their blue line or we don't get it out in our blue line, they're really good. Uh, I think that's where the, the game changed in the second period. Uh, we gave them a little bit, but they're obviously a good team. They, they ramped it up. They weren't happy with their first period. So I think it was a little bit of a combination of both of uh, them making alterations in their game and us maybe faltering a little bit in the second, but we, we made some adjustments and, and not, not so much adjustments. I think we got a little bit more determined in, in the tough areas, just leaving our zone and going into their zone. I don't think we had enough shots second half of the game so we'll talk about that and uh, we'll work on that to, to kind of try and keep that a little more consistent our offense I thought it was excellent in the, in the first period so we want to try and build off of that thank you Luke thank you. Luke Richardson post game thank you, Luke. <laughs> thanks Luke cameo from John Steinmiller there at the end as always telling that means everyone else yeah. shut the hell up get out <laughs> Luke is going home uh what stood out to me there's a lot of good stuff there so much of it good man I every second was just one after another great point after great point love listening to him um but the stuff about Reichel yeah where he says I don't think it has anything to do with the wing I think he decided like he was going to be dominant when it was time to skate he skated when it was time to battle he battled I really liked his game tonight um yeah. I think that there's, uh, I think though, not that I want to disagree with Luke because he knows a lot more <laughs> than I do, but I think that when you take a whole bunch of crap off of Lucas Reichel's plate, yeah, that he's he's more willing and he's more comfortable. Not to say that like, I here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to say. I don't think that Lucas Reichel decided to not play as hard when he was playing center. I think Lucas Reichel was saying, I have 17 things to think about right now, so I'm going to think about all of them. Oh, yeah, I should probably skate harder, finish my checks or whatever. Today, right. he just played the wing, did what he was comfortable with, and played his game and was able to and more comfortable being aggressive. Got to be instinctual. I, I don't think with Lucas Reichel, it's a desire thing. And I think sometimes, you know, he's a little bit soft-spoken. There's a language barrier. He's not the biggest guy in the world. So a lot of times people equate hits with enthusiasm it's not necessarily the case, right? Um, I think that Reichel just felt a lot more comfortable in his role tonight. I'm still not totally willing to pull the plug on him at center because I think if you can figure him out at center, you've really got something good going down the middle for years and years to come with Bedard and Reichel, and then who knows what happens with Nazar and Moore where they end up playing. Um, but he was clearly more comfortable, clearly more confident in this game. It seems more natural for him to play on the wing, and I think that come I think that brings that extra motivation uh to to put out the kind of effort that he did tonight and and again yeah not to say that he was withholding effort uh playing in playing in the center position but you know you you take a guy where he has seen success at the NHL level as a winger and then he plays center and he's not seeing success that does something to, to to a player. That'll be like you know, hey, I've 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 been able to do this in a different in a, in a different setting. Mm -hmm. Like I want, like I, I believe there is the drive from him there to be 
great no matter where he's playing, whether it's a wing or at center. Um, but I think it's just the the ability to feel comfort comfortable in the position that you're in that can that can sometimes lead to you know just just feeling comfortable, more natural. The game flows better in in those positions. So I think you know the the what was it, 15 points in 22 or 23 games last year. Yep. Uh, played primarily at wing, zero points through nine games this season as as a center. First game he plays as a wing, he gets up, he gets his first point as as a uh, of the season. I think that sure, there's probably a little bit of a correlation there, but it's not necessarily all tied to him playing wing. But I think the comfort level, the confidence that can also feed into the drive of a player. So I I, I don't think it's like you said, I don't think it's entirely on the fact that oh he wasn't trying as a center i think it's just sometimes that those efforts can go a longer way when a player feels more comfortable more confident ryan says he can hear big dave in this stream yes yes, yes. it is difficult to concentrate imagine when imagine, imagine hearing it not through the microphone <laughs> yes, we hear in it. a in a soundproof room right. yes. I, I hear big dave more than i hear mario mario sitting right next to me. <laughs> yeah uh hey but you know what they got mediocre basketball i'll be mad about uh, only than, the Bulls. Less than mediocre. But with Reichel, I think we talked about a lot. Uh, uh, we said a lot regarding Kirby Doc. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let the hockey player just be instinctual. Use his instincts. Do what got you there in the first place. A hockey player thinking on the ice is not what you want. Toast. You need you need, you need need a player who's just reacting and, and playing off his instincts. A guy out there thinking... Um, is it this guy I need to get? Is it this guy I need to do? I need to fort. But the second you think, plays behind you. It's yeah, over. So right. Not that he was awful. No. And and he held his uh, own defensively, but then was, the offense just completely he was disappeared. Much better defensively than I ever expected him to be. Yeah. Playing that position, mm -hmm. but yeah, he looked like a kid that was just like, I'm gonna go out and play a hockey game tonight. I'm not gonna worry about any of these other things that are new to me. Just going to go do it. And he was great. Yeah, he was good. A uh, bunch of other stuff to get to before we wrap up. But we want to remind you, we've got one more tailgate to go. It is a week from Sunday. Uh, no, I'm sorry. A week from Thursday. Uh, Bears, Panthers, the battle for the number one pick. Well, the Bears own the Panthers pick. Right. So they literally can't Shut lose. up. He's trying to do the read. <laughs> you know what I mean? They literally can't lose. <laughs> For whose pick it might be. Let's go. Do, go just, they, should, they should agree before kickoff to just settle for a tie. Zero, zero. Let's just take a knee and go get some. Uh, yeah. 87 punts. Yeah. Let's go do get it. some bacon. The Panthers burgers. have everything to play for, and the Bears, they can't really lose. Hey, but Montez Sweat got $100 million, so that's cool. Yep. That's always good to see your GM he can, he can with buy foresight. He can Buy a few uh, tailgate tickets with that kind yeah. of money. Oof. Anyway, you should do that because then you could join us for our final tailgate, tailgate where X-Golf will be giving away $200 gift certificates to any of their Chicagoland locations. It's an awesome place. It is like uh, a bougier Top Golf. Not take anything away from Top Golf, but X-Golf is a level It's a little up. nicer. It's like Upgrading. the Midtown Athletic Club of golf. There you go. Absolutely. And I think I'm allowed an X-Golf. Yeah, we'll sure. See. Why not? We'll see if they turn me away, sir. 
You could put on one of those new CHGO golf hats that may or may not be dropping later this week. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have tweeted it out so early. (laughs) Anyway, visit playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. (laughs) And by the way, if you do want to attend any of our diehard events like we had tonight, our United Center Takeover, which was awesome, Mm -hmm. we need to make, I know it's probably, it's too late to do it for the Chelios night, which we're doing in February, but... Every time we have one of these, we got to have that fifth third arena experience. That, that was, was a ton of fun. Awesome. That, that was, was so cool. Yeah. Like, we're there every day. We see the locker room every day, but they really, I was so impressed with that event. Yeah. They had great food uh, from Chicago Taco Authority there. Uh, you could skate, you could tour the locker room. And every, what I liked about it was everything was real, like, loose. There was yeah, no, like, we're taking a group of 10. Everyone yeah. follow me. You could just kind of explore. The whole building, it was really a great time. So even if you're going to a game this year on a weekend, look into that fifth third experience. I, I don't know what it costs normally, but it is worth it. Yeah, Do it, was, it once it in your life. Check it out. It's really cool. Um, but the other things you get, being a diehard, it's not just 20% savings on our events. You get a free T-shirt or hat upon sign up. And again, hats will be available soon. Of course, access to all of our great premium written content, like the Rebuild Report and Blackhawks Beat. Speaking of that, Mario wrote about Kevin Korchinski today. So make sure you check that out at allchgo.com. All of our great merch, a members-only Discord page, uh, free shirts, like I said. It's so great. It pays for itself. You go to a couple events, and it's totally worth it. And most importantly, it keeps us going. It keeps us afloat. It keeps us happy. It it allows us to do more and bigger things when you become a diehard. So please do allchgo.com. Yeah, and the tailgate should be a ton of fun. Yeah, I know if uh, there's there's usually delicious food there. Uh, the tailgates that I've been to this year have had delicious assortments of barbecue, uh, which have been great. Firewater, yep. Yes, firewater barbecue. Couldn't remember it. But uh, yeah, delicious food and delicious drinks provided to you by the Goose Island Beer Company. They have been the proud uh, beer sponsor of us here at CHGO for a while, but not as long as they have been Chicago's beer, which started in 1988. And they have a tremendous year-round roster of beers for you to choose from and enjoy, including the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer that Goose Island Beer Brewers are drinking, the entire family of Beer Hug IPAs. You also have the 312 Wheat Ale, the Golden Cans, their staple of their year-round roster. And uh, it is going to be Christmas time pretty soon, so the Goose Island Christmas IPA will be hitting the shelves very uh, soon. And, of course, bowl season and hawk season underway and uh, you can enjoy the West Side Ale, the Bull and Goose, celebrating the Chicago Bulls. And uh, you can also have a Blackhawks Pale Ale, celebrating the Chicago Blackhawks. You I can get today. You can get yeah. That we there were plenty of them uh, enjoyed today by uh, by us here at CHGO and our CHGO Takeover event. Uh, you can grab all of these and more ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And you can also get delicious Goose Island beers at uh, the Hockey Barn Bar, where is, yeah. that's where we had our, our happy hour before today's uh, festivities. That's a great joint. It's it's awesome. I'm so happy it's the, there. The, the absolute place to be for hockey fans in the city of Chicago. Um, hopefully we can uh, do a couple more events with them. This season, that'd be a lot of fun. It's it's a great place. It's the old Ogden location. So if you're familiar with the uh, the Ogden on Ogden, <laughs> funny how that works. Mm. Um, it is now a full-fledged hockey bar with... Zamboni. Half, uh, a Zamboni. half a Zamboni. 
uh, with uh, Chris Chelios jerseys from his uh, most illustrious stops in Montreal, Chicago, and Detroit. No Thrashers Not jersey. Atlanta. Lame. And Jay's favorite video game, kind of. Yeah. They had the Midway 2-on-2 Open Ice Challenge, but it, it was like a ROM version, like an emulator, and it was a little bit laggy. So mm. I was only able to uh, play two periods against Bob Corkum and Paul Correa of the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, four four tie. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Corkum. I barely know him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if he failed as a <laughs> hockey player, he's got the perfect name for a winery. Ah, uh, there Corkum you go. Winery. Perfect. Exactly. That is true. But yeah, check a winery out where you pour your own bottles and put your own cork. You in. cork them. Yeah, Cork but they, the barn is not a not a sponsor, but uh, they should be soon. And uh, they're located right in Ogden between Adams and Monroe. Yeah, perfect uh, pregame stuff. Good food. Truly a spot for hockey fans. It's not some kind of like whoever the people that run it clearly know the game. Yeah, the decor is awesome. There's a little too much Red Wing stuff in there for me, but that's it's okay. original six. We'll let it fly. It's, yeah, yeah, original it's a very original six bar. There was yeah, a uh, there sure. was a nice Mario Lemieux photo in there. That I appreciate it too. Yeah. Though. So the, it's a uh, cool place. The the cocktails are great. Yep. Drink list is good. Uh, you had the pizza. How was the pizza? Pizza was good. Pizza was good. Yep. Tasty. I I ordered a, uh, the poutine, which comes with uh, barbacoa on top of it, and. It was a healthy serving of poutine. That was a lot. Of food. Was, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> for it, it is a shareable app. It is not. It is not a single serve uh, poutine unless you really try. Uh, but it is. Uh, it is a shareable. It is delicious. The fries were like steak fries. Very good. Um, yeah, check them out. They're great. Good stuff. And the chicken tendies were good. I still want Emma's. Delightful. You know, can we talk about Corey Perry, please? Because yes. there was a moment in this game where I looked at Mar and I go. How much is a replica Corey Perry jersey? Because I think I want to get one a little bit for the bit, but also it's going to be a fun memory to look back on and remember because you want to talk about that's our Pudwack on display tonight. That was it. Getting into it with Stolarz uh, in front of the net. There was a moment in the third period where he accidentally fell on someone. Like he just kind of skated backwards like, whoops. Like, oh, I fell over. You know, (laughs) it's pulling the Austin Powers on him. It's just so much more fun when you've got a guy in your team like that. Yeah. And oh, by the way, at 38 years old, he's a pretty damn effective hockey player. Yeah. Like he's not out there as a detriment to the team. He's out there point producing, which is not something we expected from him. And he's also out there mixing it up and, and, and getting... You know, getting the team into games, um, getting the crowd into games. It took what one home game for him to be immediately absolutely accepted into the Blackhawks fan base, exactly as I predicted. And and even tonight, it was you know he he gets into it with Stolars, and uh, and the crowd is just you know electric behind him. Even though he got the stupid penalty, um, the Panthers pudwack themselves out of a power play and then the Blackhawks <laughs> score at four on four. So it all worked out according to plan. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a, he's a great guy to have on, on this team. He is absolutely serving his purpose as the, the crafty under the skin veteran. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think it's a role that a lot of teams try to replicate in this league of having the veteran who can, you know, protect players, be, be a leader in the locker room, be a leader on the ice and not be a detriment. And there's very few players that can fill that role. And Perry is a guy that even though he's, you know, kind of bounced around from team to team later in his career, kind of cup chasing, he still can fill, fill that role. Well, yeah, there's a reason at 38 years old teams still want him. There's a yeah. reason Lou Richardson said, go get yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty yep. much what and happened. The Blackhawks said, here's $4 million. And uh, he's got, like, 
this good personality that you didn't know about because, you know, you spent all those years as a fan just rage hating him and hoping bad things happen to him. Yeah, don't and don't, he earned that. don't search my Twitter and no, Corey Perry. <laughs> please don't, please don't. There's I'm probably do that myself <laughs> and see what happens. Not good. I um so I think the word puke is on there a few times. Yeah, there's a few unflattering words I'm sure I used and. But like we saw it in, if you watch the first episode of Every Shift, that he, he uh, yeah, <laughs> not good. Huh, yeah, where like he's reminder that Corey Perry is a piss baby. <laughs> November 27, twenty seventeen. No, this no, shut it down. This is gonna be a whole bit this week. We got an off day on Monday. This is gonna be a whole bit. <laughs> Can I do one more? Sure. January seventeenth, twenty fourteen. Corey Perry is our gargantuan pudwack. But now he's our yes. gargantuan pudwack. Yes. yes. Oh, Lordy a nine-year-old Lord. bit. I did this. To, I did this the other day, and I'm going to apologize for it right now. But I believe I referred to him once during the Western Conference Final as a skid mark on the underwear of life. <laughs> I and think you, know you would what? take that as a high compliment. Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah. that's him doing his job. <laughs> he, that's exactly. absolutely like, his, his role. Yep. We saw the personality come out to him, and we had a fun moment Friday in practice. That was yesterday, right? That was. It yesterday. was. I that have was. Yesterday. No idea what day like it is. Ten years anymore. ago. We all walked into the room. It was one of they had a team meeting right after practice, so everybody got off the ice at the same time. So it was one of those rare moments. You walked in and everybody was there. So it kind of have to wait for the kids forty five right, minutes. They, like so, it was like kind of caught all of us off guard because we're usually walking in. There's only like three guys. We got to wait, and we all kind of walk in. And Perry's got one of the first stalls when you walk in and turn to the left, and he kind of looks around and he's like, ah. Look at them trying to figure out who they're going to bother today. Like, <laughs> who haven't I asked a question to yet this week? And he's he was right, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been around media for a while. Yeah, he's 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 a good dude, and I take back every mean thing I've ever said about him. Yeah, until he goes to another team. Uh, Windy City Hockey with a two dollar super chat. Corey the Pudwack, the Pud Quack Pudwack Perry. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's our Pudwack. That That's needs it. to be a shirt. We got to start using the. Uh, Hashtag. The hashtag. I did. T-H-O-P. I did. Yep. T-H-O-P? Or T-O-P-W. P-W? That's it. Nah, T-O-P-W. It's late. Leave me alone. T-O-P-W, H-O-T-R. Yeah. Well, all the acronyms. Yes. All right. I think it's time to call it. It is a runaway for the fourth star of the game. Throwing the damn tower. Uh, your nominees were uh, Nick Felino. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nick Felino, Peter Mrazek, and Nikita Zaitsev. And your fourth star of the game is voted by you, the chat, who needs to smash the like button even more. Peter Morazic. Oh, there's no symbol on that? There you go. He's your four-star of the game. Uh, outstanding in this one. Absolutely terrific. Yeah. Stop 38 of 40 uh, Florida shots. Uh, just really a great game for Peter Morazic, and he's had a really good season. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. I'm As long as his groins hold up. Yeah. It'll knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, it, sh- it, should, it should bode well for Wood-ish. him, for, for the team, and... It'll be interesting to see if he if he can stay healthy if he can keep this up throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see what the play is with him. If if there's a team looking for goaltending towards February and March, or if the, or if the Blackhawks say, "Hey, we appreciate all your efforts. We'd love for you to stick around and stick it out." We'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting thing. They definitely if he if this is the Peter Mrazek we get all season, and he stays healthy. Someone, some playoff team is going to need another goalie down Ed, the stretch. Edmonton. Like if Edmonton had Peter Mrazek, they'd be a lot better than they are right now. Mrazek um, for McDavid. Who says no? 
I mean, he's all hurt. I mean, McDavid's hurt. I, he's I damaged goods. Yeah, yeah. he's playing. He's, yeah, it's all he's, downhill from here. From here, he's old him. and yeah, bad. They're yeah. throwing Drysaddle and we'll yeah, give you and then, then we're too. talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Blue Lions today? <laughs> I mean, they need they need a goalie and defense. I mean, there you go. <laughs> that's how you want to stand the cup? Ellen uh, K with a good question: Has Mrazek ever not been the fourth star when he plays and isn't one, two, or three? I think every time he's been nominated, we'll have to go back and look. But, he has uh, won four star of the Stephen. game. Stephen, don't you? I'm you ever, thinking about it. And I feel like I, I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty Small fair. That's size, a pretty yeah. fair. You, bet. Have, a, you yeah. have a spreadsheet, right? On, on who wins every night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. After I make that. Uh, that tankathon simulator. Hey, yeah, it worked. Yeah, so never. It worked. Yeah, you just made the one that the NHL used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. A uh, little note here from Sportsnet: Connor Bedard joins Jonathan Taves as the only teenagers in Blackhawks history to score five goals in their first ten NHL games. That guy had a pretty good career. That's interesting. interesting. That's quite the stat to dig up. It is, but I'll take it because that's, that's good. Yeah, you had me uh, sweating when you said Connor Bedard joins joins Jonathan Taves. I was like, oh boy, oh boy. What, what news <laughs> do we have here? They both yeah. had kale for lunch. Probably, All right. Probably did. Uh, we got to sign the Tron helmet, as somebody called it in the chat. But first, let's do Connor's Corner. Yeah. Speaking of Connor. Connor Bedard ends the game with a goal on two shots, another shot attempt, a block shot, took a penalty, uh, played 16, 19 of ice time, including a team leading. Nope. A second on the team leading 203 of power play time among forwards. The leader for power play time, Corey Perry with 218 of power play time. Takes him longer to get to the bench. There's Connor's <laughs> corner. A great goal, a great celebration. There ah, it is right there yes. on your screen. <laughs> Are you not entertained? And I, I really want to see I would love that. if we can get the right angle on that celebration, a cherubic uh <sighs> Bedard with like maybe a halo or some wings behind him. Is that he had the multicolored that. cube that you spin around? Cherubic? No, that's a Rubik's cube. Uh, Cherubic would be as a, like a cherub. I know. I know. All right. We're going to work out something. Thank a couple, couple of things that didn't. Well, one of them popped in the, in the, the score sheet on Bedard's night, though. That Taking that block shot. He got smoked on that shot. Right man. in the foot. I mean, you want to talk about an entire arena just going. <gasps> yeah. And he got up. Uh, it looked like he got it like. Like either right below the knee or in the back of the knee. Yeah. Uh, not great, but uh, he didn't miss a shift. And then um, loose to Rainin, the uh, Panthers in the second period. Mm -hmm. Panthers uh, defenseman kind of laid into him as he was going to the net. And he turned around and sh two hands shoved him right to the face. And then they great. went back behind the net and he finished a check on him. And then what did he do? He came around the net and stood and with some net front present and battled in front of the net with another defenseman. This kid is not backing Love down it. from anybody. So he's got some feistiness. Love to he's see him. He's got, uh, you know, he, he's going to play defense. I mean, yeah, the offense is why he was drafted number one, and it's why people are paying money for his jersey and, and the come down to the game. But mm -hmm. he's a complete player, and the, the other aspects of his game are only going to get better. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, love to see that competitiveness, the, the willingness to get into battles and – for as much as people tried to downplay him and say, oh, he's he's too undersized to succeed in the NHL, like, not at all. That was ne that was never a concern, and he's out here, you know, getting physical, talking about, you know, the, the most physical practice that the Blackhawks had all season a couple of days ago. He said, that's the best practice I've had since being here, and, and talking about wanting to, you know, be in those more battle-y practices to, to be able to prepare 
uh, for the more physical games and be able to engage physically that way. That's something that, you know, not many guys who come in uh, to the league that their MO is to be point producers, to be flashy offensive creators, shooters, scorers, playmakers, all those things. Their, their, their calling card is not to get into battles and be physical, but if Bedard is willing to do that and it doesn't do, it doesn't detriment his game in any way, which I think it clearly didn't tonight to be able to do that. And then also, you know, create some offense, score a goal. I mean, that's, uh, there's nothing much more you can want out of that, especially as a kid, 10 games into his NHL career. All right. Before we give Greg his helmet that he deserves a couple other random stats in their last five games, the San Jose Sharks have been outscored 32 to 4. They're terrible. They're losing 10 to 2. Hey, they scored twice. It's better than the last game. With 8 minutes to go in the third period against Pittsburgh. Yeah. The game they played Thursday, they lost 10 to 1. They've given up 20 goals in the last in their games. last two Poor games. Thomas and Hurley. there's still 6 minutes left in the third period. Yes. And Eric Carlson does not have any one of those goals. Of course. Um, so Zaitsev still has one fewer goal than Eric Carlson this year. That's crazy. I the Sharks are so they're so they're now going to be 0-10 and one in their first eleven games to start the season, and they've scored twelve goals total. They might be the worst team in history. They're definitely uh, they're, going for it. There needs to be an investigation. They are. That is an eight point pace one, for two, the one. regular season. Eight. Point pace for the regular season. It's with, not good. And Ed, you know what? what I they hope, have to win a game eventually. I hope but they're they f- on pace to not do that. They I have hope, twelve goals this year. I uh, I hope they finish with eleven points and pick third. <laughs> well, I right. mean, and the Blackhawks get in, number one. in the lottery system. They you could you could go zero and eighty two and only have a twenty five percent chance at the top overall pick. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying. To, I mean, they they can't go zero and eighty two. They can go zero eighty one and one. But Jesus, my my guy Hurdle has six assists on the twelve goals. Get him out of there. Trade him to Chicago. Give That's, me some teenage mutant ninja Hurdle. That is I agree. crazy. I'm done with that. All right, here's another random one. Eric Carlson won the Norris on that team last year with hundred and one points. What the fuck? God, oh my God. This is from uh, Bob Grove, retweeted by Mark Lazarus. This has nothing to do with the Hawks directly, but you thought the Taves. Bedard one is random. Yes. Vinny Henestroza oh, no. is the 67th player in Penguins history to score a goal in his first game with the team. The last two have both come against San Jose as Casper Bjorkvist also did this versus the Sharks on January 2nd, 2022. Casper Bjorkvist. So there is your random hockey fact. Penguins legend, Jasper Casper Bjorkvist. I love that name. That's, that's a, like you that's throw an, that into a hockey generator. I was going to say, that's an auto-generated out. name on NHL <laughs> yeah. 24. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Wow. Fine. Let's give Greg his helmet as yeah. I fall into last place again. I believe that's two in a row, boys. That's that is the third win of the year. Uh, for, no longer in last place. It's for uh, Greg as you he picks Taylor Hall, who had the game-winning goal. I had Connor Bedard and had that goal just trickled past uh, a little more past Mrazek. I would have won. But, you know, ifs and nuts... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Good for Taylor Hall. I will say, though, this was, of the 10 Hoosier Hawks we've done in the regular season, this was, I think, the most competitive of yeah, the we regular each, season. we all had a point. Each one of our guys did something. Yes. That which rarely ever happens. Which is good. We, we, we actually did good at this game for yeah. once. We all get to go home. Yeah, and good job. Cool. Uh, I pick first again tomorrow. I wonder who you're going to pick. I'm not taking no, you, you again. No, you can't take him two games yeah, in a row, even if right. you don't win. If, yeah. 
can't. So you got to get, uh, got to get creative. I'm taking our Pudwack tomorrow. Got a feeling. That was I got good. a feeling. It was funny on you're the. Gonna, uh, you're not going to ride the Nikita Zaitsev wave. <laughs> you might not hey. even play tomorrow. Who knows? Got to play. Oh, uh, go to that comment about Foco. I want to mention that too. Oh, we have uh, a read about Foco. Windy City yeah, Hockey. I was saving. Yeah. Want to do the read? Sure. Who's we doing can, it today? I, me? I'm doing it. Do it. Hey, Foco. They're great. They have bobbleheads, and now they have two options for bobbleheads. Connor Bedard and Blackhawks fans. Yes, not only do they have the Connor Bedard bobblehead uh, on his own, but just released today is the Connor Bedard and Stan Makita double bobblehead from the past to the future. Uh, check out our friends at FOCO. That's fo.co.com. And uh, you can get yourself a Connor Bedard bobblehead, or you can get yourself a Connor Bedard and Stan Makita bobblehead. Uh, and anything else you want, Blackhawks uh, centric uh, memorabilia, collectibles, merchandise, all that stuff, bobbleheads, hoodies, shoes, signs, anything in between, you can get it from Foco. They have everything you need to get your uh, football season, hockey season, basketball season, baseball off season, whatever you want, uh, get you fitted out, get you looking good. Uh, and uh, what's really cool, and what I hope one day is sitting on this table in Studio B is the Stan Makita Connor Bedard dual bobblehead because Stan Makita is in black and white. That's, that's so cool. That is I so that. cool. You see it on our screen here uh, from Foco. It is, it's awesome. Stan Makita looks like Stan Makita. Connor Bedard kind of looks like Connor Bedard, um, but I love the black and white, the contrast. I think if I'm looking at it correctly, that's the old Chicago Stadium behind Makita and the little little backdrop there. Uh, it's really cool. So yeah, if you're if you're getting yourself uh, in the in the mood for some bobbleheads, check out Foco. Uh, when you do, you can click the link in the description below, or again, go to foco.com. And for all non-presale items, as those bobbleheads are, use the promo code CHGO, and you are going to get ten percent off your order. Again, that is foco.com. Uh, check them out. By the way, that is a limited edition of only one hundred and forty-four bobbleheads. And so we've already purchased a hundred of them. Order so. one. Yeah, do <laughs> so it now. Get in. Yes. Shopping at Foco is a stress free experience. But you know what I hate? One of the worst things in the world, Jay. I know you probably relate to this a little more. Diarrhea. Jesus Christ. Ticket stress. Ticket oh, yeah, stress too. is oh, yeah. far worse than Oh, well, that can lead to diarrhea sometimes. <laughs> Ticket stress is worse than diarrhea because at least there's medicine for diarrhea. There's no medicine for ticket stress. Except our friends at Game Time could be your ticket stress medicine. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is fast and easy to buy your tickets for all sporting events, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Whoops. Game Time <laughs> takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You're home. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do a show tomorrow. I like that all of our heads jumped up in yeah, the studio. Well, you know, it, it, whatever. Uh, actually, I give it your breast effort. <laughs> yes. The helmet's tight. Leave him alone. Yeah, it cuts off the circulation. Barely yeah. hanging on. It is. It's the helmet and... Uh, 
Now all I'm thinking about is breasts. Take the get, <laughs> take the breast. I mean, guest work out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the promo code CHGO for twenty percent off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Maybe flash the app. Maybe they give you another five bucks off. Download Game Time today. It's worth a try. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Before we wrap up. I'm looking at Foco right now. The Counter Bedard bobblehead we showed you earlier this year is already sold out. Oof. There's another one that doesn't even have an image yet. It just says Counter Bedard Blackhawks first career goal bobblehead, and it's like just a blank like a silhouette. graphic silhouette. silhouette sold out already. That's cool. If you what? want this Makita and Bedard bobblehead, do it today. Sold out without even an image. There's not even an image. It could be Bedard just sitting out. on the toilet. You never even know. Well... Speaking of toilets, this show went <laughs> gone straight down. Yes. It. Hey, guess what? We're going to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, the everybody, uh, for being with us. I know we uh, we held you up a little bit, but I think it was worth it. Uh, thanks to everybody that came out to our takeover. Such a great time. Thanks to the Barn Hockey Bar for uh, hosting us. Thanks to all the great people at Fifth Third Arena who put up with us and made it just a really unforgettable experience. Uh, again, for a place that we spend probably four or five days a week at, it was, we really got to see it in a different light today. It was very, very cool. A lot of fun. So if you can get to one of those fifth third game experiences, do it. Um, and thanks to Steven for running the show. Thanks to Stacy for hanging out with us tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow after Hawks and Devils. No Jack Hughes. So Jack Hughes. A, that is a nice break for the so Blackhawks. saying there's a chance. All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Smash that like button on your way out if you have not. Uh, see you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Mm-hmm. Silly like the mayor.